What can a psychic and a medium teach us about entrepreneurship? Stay tuned and find out. Okay, here's the question. How are we dark horses? You know, the ones everyone is betting against, the ones they don't expect to win, place, or even show on the track, and they'll even laugh on us when we talk about trying. How do we show the world our greatness and triumph? Well, that's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is The Dark Horse Entrepreneur. My name is Tracy Brinkman. What is up? What is up? What is up, my dark horse friends and family? Welcome back to your weekly dose of intuitive learning. I'm your dark horse host, Tracy Brinkman, and you, well, that, my friend, is infinitely more important. You are a driven entrepreneur, or you're one in the making. Either way, you're here because you're ready to start, restart, kickstart and just start leveling up with some great marketing personal or business results in order to build that beautiful business of yours into the empire it absolutely deserves to be and man do we have a big episode for you today i know i say that every week don't i've got a big episode but i i truly think we do i i, I like bringing on these amazing guests and these unique perspectives but today Artie hoffman shares some amazing stories about his amazing gift and trust me when i say there are lessons that you can learn from a comedian. Yeah, you heard that, a comedian. Ah, see, and here's one of the things. Across the span of my career in and out of corporate America, I have always taken the time to learn from industries and niches that have absolutely nothing to do with the one I am or was in. See, it was from those other industries and from those other niches that I was able to find an aspect a tool or a technique that I could transfer into my industry or into my niche to make myself, my product, and my service stand out and above the rest. That is why you're going to continue to hear from some very unique perspectives on this show versus all the other entrepreneurship-focused shows that you have the choice to listen to, which is why, you know, uh, next, I'm going to tease you a little bit about next episode's guest. Uh, he went from West Point to Army Ranger to Entrepreneur. Yeah, you're going to listen to that one too. Anyway, as per usual, the Dark Horse Corrals are chock full of personal business and marketing G-O-L-D spilling from every corner of the Dark Horse Entrepreneur HQ. So let's get to the starting gates and go. All right, my Dark Horse friends and family, today's guest is Artie Hoffman. Now, Artie is a master-level psychic, comedian, and spiritual advisor for over three decades, and he has helped change the lives of thousands of individuals who have turned to him for answers and guidance. His strong faith and his natural intuitiveness, coupled with his ability to provide emotional understanding, makes him the preeminent spiritual therapist with foresight. A nationally renowned speaker, healer, and radio personality, Artie's radio show, Angels and Answers, gives le- gives listeners a chance uh, to connect with him from anywhere in the U.S. People call him to discuss a variety of topics from love and relationships, career and finances, and family life, to even communicating with their deceased loved ones. Now, I don't want to give away the farm here. So, Artie, welcome to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur, man. How you doing? Hey, thank you very much for having me. I'm doing really good. Nah, I'm having a good day today. My, my pleasure. And I was just saying, you got these beautiful birds in the background. I have to go outside of my house to hear the birds. We don't have any inside. We have instead a number of lizards and dogs. <laughs> oh, wow. 
my uh, my daughter is a a big fan of the uh, the bigger lizards like a beardy and the uh, and oh the bearded dragon has a bearded dragon and she's got an Aki monitor and a blue tailed or blue tongue skink and it they're they're a blast to watch they really are oh wow. So wow. I'm going to, I want to shut up my, my bambling mouth. You don't want to hear about my lizards, but uh, um, I want to, you know, I, you know, I want you to tell everyone your story, the, the good, the bad, the ugly, the road that Artie Hoffman has traveled to where you are today and, and why you love doing what you do so much. Cause it's clearly very unique. Yeah. Well, when I was um, 27 years, so I stumbled onto this. I wasn't born with it. And I do have friends who were literally in an accident clinically died and came back and then they were born with the gift mm -hmm. and that wasn't me either um for me i like i said i stumbled onto it when i was 27 years old and um i'm having you know everything was going right in my life you know i'm i have my own business i'm married um financially we're doing fine lots of friends everything was going great her family loved me my family loved her uh, my wife saying um who was my wife at the time but like um I still felt unfulfilled. I felt like there was still more than what I was, how I was living my life. So I'm having a little conversation with God. I said, God, I need answers. I need clear answers. I said, please don't scare the hell out of me when you give me these answers. Right. <laughs> and so all of a sudden, I, you know, so right after that, I um, went to, uh, I went to go into my kitchen and there's a bunch of junk mail on the counter. And normally I just throw it, you know, that stuff all the way. And I was just sifting right through it all. And I saw a postcard. And it said, how would you like to develop your psychic ability and intuitiveness? Come to the Edgar Casey Foundation for this one weekend seminar. So I looked at it. I said, wow, I didn't know you could learn how to do this. I thought either you had it or you didn't. So I asked my wife at the time. I said, you want to you do this? I said, this looks pretty interesting. She says, no, nah, I don't give a crap. She goes, you can, she goes, I don't care about that stuff. She goes, you can go if you want. I'm not interested. So I went away to that one weekend seminar, and it literally changed my life forever. And um, so I go into this building and there's about 50 of us from all different parts of the country. And um, they, they, they taught you how to open up your heart and mind to be 100% purely unconditional with whatever thoughts that come into your mind. And then they broke us up into little groups. And like I said, there's about 50 of us in one large room. And so people were telling me how accurate I was on expressing my thoughts to them as far as what I was picking up or saying. And I was like amazed that not only does this exist, I was amazed that I was capable of doing it mm -hmm. as people were doing the same to me. And so I went home and I got myself a deck of spiritual cards and um, I was reading for friends and family just for the fun of it for a few years. And then um, I got to a point in my life where I needed to make some extra money. So I, um, I, I'm, I'm thinking to myself for investment reasons. And I'm thinking to myself, it says, what can I do to make some extra money? And so I'm sitting on my couch. I said, you know what? I know how to read people. So I threw an ad in the paper and it said, if I don't pull through, no charge. And 90% of the people paid me. And by word of mouth and a little more advertising, it just took off. My career just took off. Wow. And uh, I've been doing lots of private individual readings around the country, around the world. I do what's known as, I'm just as accurate over the phone as I am in person. Nice. Um, there are people who have um, hired me to go, go to their homes. I do what's known as arty parties. And I go to their homes and I read for their friends and family. And um, I do either 
two ways to do it. Either I do it in a group where everyone's in one room and everybody gets a little something, whether it be psychically or as a medium. Uh, psychic is one that could tell, talk about the past, present, and future. And a medium is someone who could communicate to angels and deceased loved ones. So um, I'd be doing that for them in one room, in a group. And then there are people who hire me when I go to their house to do the party, uh, their individual readings. So, um, you know, I, they pick a, a room that's private and I go into the room. It's usually the bedroom. Uh, they go into, we go into the room and I read people individually. And uh, yeah, and so it's just been absolutely amazing. And um, like I said, through word of mouth and um, it was interesting. Uh, and then a whole career took off. It was interesting. I'm doing this one party and this lady, she was, I could tell, like she was very snooty, judgmental. Um, I don't know. She was like in a weird place mentally, emotionally. Sure. And so I'm doing a reading for her and um, she was saying no to everything I had to say. And she thought I really sucked. Well, I kept telling her all these things about her son, uh, about her daughter, about her relationship, about her job. And she was saying, no, 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 no. And I said, your, your son is going to have to get his get work done to his teeth. I said, but they're not going to get it right the first time. He's going to have to go back a second or third time. She says, my son, she goes, you're wrong. She goes, because he has perfect teeth. My father is our dentist and he has no cavities or anything. So I don't know what the hell you're talking about. And I said, well, I felt like he's going to have problems and they're going to have to go. He's going to have to go back to get it fixed and picked. She goes, no. What else you got? I said, your son is going to be, um, as a major or minor, is going to be switching over to philosophy. She goes, my son, philosophy, you've never been more wrong in all your life. She goes, what do you think about my relationship? I said, in August, it's either going to break up or it's going to step up or it's going to break up. I said, I have a feeling you're going to probably break it off. She goes, we have a great relationship. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. And she goes, well, what do you see for my daughter? And well, I told her also, I said, within her job, I said, uh, one of your bosses is either going to get fired or he's going to leave. And um, she goes, I, I don't see that at all. But yeah, whatever. So she goes, what do you what do you see for my daughter and I? I said, well, your daughter, you and your daughter fight like cats and dogs. She goes, all right, well, I'll give you that one. <laughs> and, and I said, but that when was an easy moves, one. <laughs> she goes, but when you when you move out, I said, but when she moves out, the two of you are going to be like best of friends. She goes, I can't see that. Well, a few months, like I said, she thought I really sucked. So a few months later, everything that I told her came true. Um, her, her son um, needed a root canal and her father didn't get it right the first time. And he had to go back two more times to get it corrected. Oh, my goodness. In the middle of the school year, he comes home with a new set of books and he yells out to her. He goes, Mom, he goes, uh, I'm changing my minor to philosophy. She goes, What? In August, she broke up with her boyfriend. Four, uh, four months after um, I had that conversation with her, uh, one of her top bosses, who she liked a lot, ended up leaving the company. Mm -hmm. And um, with her daughter, everything happened just as I said. Uh, she fights like cat and dogs. And then uh, when she went to college and they weren't living together anymore, uh, they got it along fantastically. Well, it turns out that that lady happened to be the number one salesperson at 101.5. Uh, radio in New Jersey. It's the number one, literally the number one station in New Jersey. And she got me on the air uh, because she told uh, one of the major radio personalities, you got to get this guy on the air. He's amazing. So she went from my biggest skeptic, biggest skeptic to my biggest fan. Right on. And, um, you know, so uh, we've been, yeah, pretty uh, 
keeping in contact ever since. And that like put me on the map. And uh, it, it was just really wild how many uh, stories there are changing people's lives, healing people's hearts. Mm-hmm. And um, talk about being in a beautiful position in life right. to be able to do the work of God. You know, God puts me in a position where I get these visions to be able to share things with people. And um, it's an awesome feeling. It really is. It's an awesome feeling. And um, I, when I tell you I've saved people's lives, it's not an understatement. And I'm not saying it to brag. I'm telling you just to tell you a story. You want yeah, to hear yeah, some wild absolutely, stories. Absolutely. So um, what happened was a girl or this guy calls me up and he said to me, he goes, hey, Art, he goes, um, I need to see you right away. He goes, I'm having some problems in my life. He goes, and they're pretty big. He says, can you help me out? He says, I can really use your help sooner than later. I said, sure. So he came into my place the next day and um, I started talking to him about his life, the meaning of his life and the meaning of life itself. And I gave him a pure understanding of his perspective on life itself and how he's dealing with relationships, uh, how he's viewing himself. I don't know why I was talking like this. It was rather than giving just psychic visions, I was telling him the importance of his life and what he could look forward to. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I was giving him also a lot of uh, life coaching. And like I said, I don't know why I said what I said, but it just came out. So at the end of the reading, he gave me a big hug. And he said to me, he goes, Art, he goes, you saved my life. And you know, a lot of people pat me on the back and said, hey, Art, you're a lifesaver. And he goes, no, Art, he says, you really saved my life. He goes, I wrote a suicide note and I was going to kill myself tomorrow. And he goes, because of you, I don't want to do it anymore. He goes, oh, I want to live. Shit. Damn. So, so that was <sighs> out of um, 33,000 readings that I've done in my life. That was probably my favorite. Man, and, uh, I'll so uh, I, I had another lady come into my place and she said, um, Art, she goes, I've been thinking about you every single day for two years. So I'm flattered. I mean, not attracted to her in that way, but I said, I'm flattered. And um, so I laughed a little bit and I, you know, I'm humbled. I said, all right, so why are you thinking about me for every day for two, two years? She goes, you did a reading from here two years ago and you held my hand. And as soon as you held my hand, you started singing the song by ACDC. Highway to hell. I'm going through highway to hell. Good song. <laughs> and you, yeah, and you held my hand and you said to me, if I don't stop doing what I'm doing, you, you said, I'm doing something I should not be doing. And if I keep doing it, I'm going to get caught and thrown in jail. Mm. And she goes, and a week later, I did not listen to your words of wisdom. And I got caught at doing something I should not have been doing. And I got thrown in jail for two years. Oh and every day I woke up and I asked myself, why didn't I not listen to Artie? Why didn't I listen to Artie? Um, so people say, you know, do I tell bad news? I don't know. Would you call that really bad news? I saw you possibly, or possibly, going to jail. So when I see things, bad things happening before they happen, is it really bad news? But I'm just giving you words of wisdom of what you can do to change things. Right. So there are people who listen. And so therefore nothing happens because you did what you set out to do. Sure. You know, but then there are other people who say, ah, screw it. They still want to keep on doing what they want to do. And then they end up getting slam dunked. So it's your free will. God gives you free will to do with whatever you want to do. And okay. so, I, I wrote a, I wrote um, a book. I'm sorry. You wanted to ask? No, 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 go ahead. No, go ahead. Keep going. 
So I wrote a book called Angels and Answers. And in my book, there's a story about a woman who I was doing a reading for at a party. And, you know, each session is a half hour long when I do mm -hmm. parties, either 15 minutes or a half hour. The stone happens to be a half hour. So at the end of her reading, and again, she was pretty snooty. And at the end of her reading, she said to me, she goes, I'm having a hard time believing that you're actually communicating to my mother who passed away. She goes, it's true. She goes, the information that you gave me, some of it was kind of general. She goes, but it did have to do with my mom. I give you that. Mm -hmm. She goes, and you told me other information and I give you credit. She goes, it was pretty specific with her spot on. She goes, but I'm having a hard time that you're getting these messages actually from my mom. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I can only share with you what the spiritual world shares with me. You know, I don't just create it on my own. Sometimes I think I do, but lo and behold, it's not, you know, it's just blind faith. Right. So I said to her, let me have your mom's picture one more time. Cause when I connect to people's loved ones, I tell them to, uh, show me a picture of that person. When I do psychic readings about the person who's living or their friends or anybody who's alive, I don't need pictures, but when they're deceased, I like to look at pictures. Sure. So anyway, so I said, show me a picture of your mom uh, one more time. So she gives me the picture of her mom and I'm looking at her mom at her mom's picture. And I said, I said, your mom is showing me cows. She goes, well, what do you want me to do with that? <laughs> I said, I don't know. Your mom is showing me cows. So all of a sudden in my eyes, mind, my imagination, I started seeing all the cows get up on all fours and they were all mooing. And I looked at her and I said, I don't know why I'm doing this, but moo. <laughs> and she started to cry. And I said, what's the matter? And she's pointing to her mother's picture. And she goes, that's her name. I go, what are you talking about? Her name is Muriel. Her name is Muriel, but everyone called her Moo. Oh, wow. You know? Nice. So, you know, why didn't she just come out and say, hey, I'm Muriel, blah, 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 blah. Sometimes they come out black and white and they just tell me their names and I, there it is. And other times it's metaphorically, mm -hmm. you know, um, I get a lot of messages in my thoughts um, in songs. So whatever that song is about, that's what's going on with the person. Mm -hmm. uh, the first time that's ever happened to me where I heard a song in my thoughts during a reading, um, I'm doing a reading for this one lady and she asked me, she was in her early 60s, late 50s at the time. And she goes, all right, she goes, what do you think about my relationship? What's going on with my, my marriage? And as soon as she asked me that question, I started hearing the song by Stevie Wonder. That's me and you, a part-time lover. And so I said, I feel like he's cheating on you. She goes, I oh. think you're right. I go, no, he is cheating on you. Because I haven't heard that song forever. And I just randomly heard that song in this moment. As you're asking me that question, mm. I said, he's screwing around on you. So it's up to you as far as what you choose to do with it. But, you know, so like I said, I get all these messages and it's really cool because when I hear when I'm doing a reading for somebody, if I start hearing the song by the Beach Boys, Aruba, Jamaica, ooh, I'm going to take it. So when I hear that song, it instantly tells me that that person's either going to Florida or going to the islands. Nice. And so it's really cool. There are certain Beach Boys songs where I tell them, I said, oh, you're going to California. When I hear the song, catch a wave and you're sitting on top of the world. Yep. When I hear that song, it tells me that they're going to California and all. But Aruba, Jamaica, that one's yeah. like Florida Islands and stuff. Nice. So, so uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm like peppered with questions here. I was taking some notes so I didn't forget about them. Uh, I guess one of the things back for me is, 
Um, is it is it something? And you you've it seems like it goes both ways for you. Is it something that you you see physically or mentally, or is it something you feel, or maybe it's both? How would you how would you are describe that to someone that maybe isn't um, as intuitive as you are? Well, it's everything. Okay. Um, to give you a good example of what it's like for me when I do readings, can you picture right now what your bedroom looks like? Yes. Right, so that image that you have, for you, it's a recall. For me, it comes to me unconditionally. So as clear as you could see what your bedroom looks like right now or, or what your kitchen looks like right now mm-hmm. without you being there, just that image, that's how I see the spiritual world will throw me an image. Um, right now, if you have the video in your head of your day today, what you were doing today, that video when you woke up, when you were getting ready for this interview, you know, things you were doing, you mm-hmm. had that video in your head. Well, they show me videos of what's going on with the person, only it hasn't happened yet. Ah, so okay. I'm telling them a story as if it's already happened, but it hasn't happened yet. And and I tell them my visions of what I see about them. You know, other times, again, I'll hear a song in my head. So right now, whatever your favorite song is right now, and you hear that song in your head, that song that you hear in your head, that's mm-hmm. how I hear and I just share it. Or when your loved ones are talking to me, if you could imagine the sound of your mother's voice when she's speaking or the sound of your father's voice when he's speaking, mm-hmm. you know, or your best friend, mm-hmm. you know that when they're talking to you, you know the sound of their voice. It's a recall. Right. So, well, for me, well, like when I'm connecting to people's loved ones, I'll hear voices in my head. I'm not going schizophrenia, but I'll hear voices in my head. They say that if you talk to God, they call it prayer. But if God talks to you, they call it schizophrenia. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) You're going crazy. So here's a follow-up on that. And when you were when you were talking about you, you tell people these things and you share with them. And obviously, what they do with it is up to them, right? You're just it's like reading a book. Hey, here, this book is going to give you information. If you use the information, cool. If you don't, well, that's up to you. So it's, I liken it to the same thing. Do you think just the knowledge alone changes their path or their destiny, whether they take an action or not? They now have knowledge, so maybe they even act a little differently. Does that make sense? Yeah, knowledge is power. And the number one thing that I do for people is, well, there's three things. Number one, I help heal their heart. Number two, I give them knowledge, wisdom, and then I, I give them power. I give them back their power and confidence because when you have an understanding of what's going on in your life or, mm. or in the life of, in a relationship, when you have an understanding of what's going on behind the scenes or, or the dynamics on a deep level, um, not everything is, is as it appears mm-hmm. on the surface level. When you're dealing with relationships, whether it be personal or business, but when you can understand the dynamics of the other person, then, you know, that gives you power to say the right thing or not to do something or to do something or to walk away or to improve it. You know, so when you have an understanding on in the big picture, is it worth it? But the thing is, you have the ego, your ego wants what it wants. Yeah. And your soul is telling me, but this doesn't feel right. I don't want this. I mean, you want it to happen with the person who you love or the person who you're in business with. You want it to happen because you like them a lot or you love them a lot. You don't want this to end, but they're not performing for you in the way that you would appreciate Mm -hmm. the reciprocation. You're not getting the level of love and or respect that you deserve, but yet you still want what you want from that person or from the situation. So I tell you, is it worth it or not? Sometimes it is and sometimes it's not. Mm -hmm. There are people who will still push the envelope 
and say, nope, I still want what I want with that person. And they end up getting in more and more crap or they're, de- they're, they're dealing with more pain or more inconveniences or losing money or losing time or whatever it is. So, and it's up to you. But when you're going through a transformation, when I'm explaining to them a transformation in their life with their uh, partner or with, um, you know, with their job, with their career, with the move, when you're dealing with transformation or transition, there's a lot of inconveniences that come with it because you're used to the conveniences of everything that comes with that relationship or that situation. So it's like, what are you willing to sacrifice or is it worth the sacrifice to go through it to deal with what you say you want? You know, you're allowed to have what you want, but just not with that vehicle. Just get another car metaphorically. Yeah, no, it makes, it makes perfect sense. And I, I can actually liken that to uh, my former marriage. It's like uh, we got married, you know, early early in our lives and we grew along different ways and there was always that gnawing you almost described it perfectly there was that gnawing feeling inside me like this isn't working this isn't working but i'm like i gotta make it work right you know you get married for life and you know that's what you're raised and you know you want to be together for the kids and we had two kids at the time and so you're 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 fighting internally and until one point there was that one day i just said this isn't working. Uh, I, I, we can't do this anymore. And when I said, said that, enough is enough. yeah. And when I uh, made that decision and then turn around and got the cojones to say that to her, she's like, yeah, I think you're right. And it was like, what? That was easy. Now the rest of it after that wasn't easy. Right. But that moment that I had feared, it was, it, that was a piece of cake. And it was like, wow, this was a huge turning point. If I'd have had someone like you telling me that 10 years ago, it might've been easier. <laughs> a lot easier. Yeah. Um, you know, there's two meanings to the words till death do you part. Mm-hmm. There's the physical religious standpoint, and then there's the spiritual standpoint to those words. Now, according to religion, according to the physical world, when you made your vows to your partner, you made your vows to God, the words till death do you part mean until one of you physically die. You're stuck with each other no matter what, come hell to high water, you made a commitment, blah, blah, blah. Now, in the spiritual sense, the, the meaning of those words in the spiritual sense, till death do you part, when if or when your heart dies in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Your heart dies in the relationship till death do you part. Not to one of you physically die if your heart dies in the relationship. Because at the beginning of time, when you two of you um, begin to start a relationship, there's no guarantee of the future that your values are going to be the same. Yeah. So a lot of times you grow apart. I mean, a lot of times people do stay together and they grow deeper within their roots, which is beautiful. And it's something I wish I always had, but unfortunately I didn't. But my parents and my two brothers, um, they did go that route. They're with the same, you know, people since the Johnson administration, since forever, (laughs) you know? So, but for me, you're now listening to to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. I went through a lot of different relationships and as I kept on evolving and growing, evolving and growing, um, it started off fantastically. But then because of the circumstances of one's life or because of the values of of as your lives start to grow, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden the person is no longer fitting into your life due to whatever circumstances. And it's happened to me many a times. And there's no right or wrong. 
It's just what is. It is. Yeah. It's about coming to an acceptance. Now, when the breakups happen, uh, do they get really upset with me? And did they get really upset or do people get really upset with their partner? Yeah, because you're ruining their expectations. Right. I'm not. And I said to my mother, you know, I said, I'm not because my parents were very upset when I told them that I'm breaking off with my first wife. And mm -hmm. then later on, I met somebody else who I was raised in a Jewish family. So I married somebody who wasn't Jewish and that really upset my family also. So not only did I be the first one, the only one to go with a breakup, but now I'm going outside the religion. Mm. And I said to my mother, I said, Ma, I said, I'm not doing this to hurt you or to hurt anybody else. I'm doing this because this is what feels right in my heart. And I'm not responsible for everyone else's happiness. I'm just doing what I feel is right. Oh, man, I so feel you on that one. You're only responsible for your world, not theirs, right? <laughs> right. And you want to, you know, so with each breakup, you know, that I went through, because, you know, I've been, I'll admit, I've been married a few times. And people say, well, as a psychic, didn't you know that? Why didn't you see that? Well, you know, you, we all have our own experiences. Hmm. We are all in our own maze. So, you know, um, no, I did not see that coming with each one. You know, I was in the moment and each relationship brought um, new experiences, brought new lessons, and not just with my marriages, but also other girls that I was dating. And not that I was promiscuous, excuse me, not that I was promiscuous with any of them. It's just that, you know, um, my life was evolving and growing and, and I needed somebody that is very secure within themselves, mm -hmm. you know, doing what I do because 95% of my clients are women. Mm -hmm. um, I'm on the, I'm on the road a lot because I'm doing my parties or whatnot. So it's a matter of trust. And, um, you know, so, so yeah, with this gift, you know, it, it's a blessing and it's a curse at the same time. I would so um, it has given me uh, a good lifestyle in a sense, a, a, a nice life. Um, I have lots and lots of wonderful friends, acquaintances, and, um, you know, I have a very uh, supportive family with my own siblings and stuff. And, and my daughter, I have my daughter from my first marriage, only one. And, um, yeah. So, and then again, the curse of it is that, you know, uh, also sometimes it's like, uh, I'm a gypsy because, um, I handle so many responsibilities at the same time. I can't really share my life certain aspects of my life with my partner or who's around me. It's just, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, I just, you just got to keep certain things to yourself, mm. but then there's the time of downtime. And then you share that with your family. So whoever I'm with, I always say, I can only offer you quality. I can't offer you quantity. And in the moment they agree, they say, yeah, well, I could do that. But in reality, they can't, Yeah, you know? But and so, it seems like in the short term, they're like, oh, yeah, that'll, that'd be great. But over the long term, they start to feel, I need more. You start to more. experience it. Yeah, yeah. You start to experience what it is that you're talking. It's like going for a diet. You know, if you eat healthy and uh, you cut out all the all the good, fun, junk food, mm -hmm. you know, the candies, the cakes, the sweets, and stop eating the breads and the pastas and just drink water and, and eat healthy and organic foods, you're going to lose the weight. You're going to be exactly, exactly how you wish to be. But do you want to, are you committed enough to be able to do that? Right. And so a lot of people say they want it, but to be able to actually do it yeah. is different things. There's a yeah. difference between wanting and desire. There's that discipline wanting, that comes in there, right? Yes. Tremendous amount of discipline and respect. So wanting is just a thought. Wanting is just a thought. Desire 
Are your thoughts put into action create your reality? So are you committed enough to pull through with the inconveniences of feeling hungry or that desire to want that chocolate or to want that cake or candy or whatever? Do you have the, the strength to be able to say, yeah, it doesn't bother me or, or I'm not going to have any, you know, it just, it just depends where you're personally at. Nice. So here's a question for you. And, and it seemed like I know the answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Have you ever had um, a vision or I'm going to call it a reading for just lack of a better phrase, right? That you were challenged to share. In other words, you, you saw something or felt something or heard something. You're like, ah, you know, you almost felt, ah, how do I convey this? This could be super bad or, 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 or anything like that. So in other words, was I ever afraid to share bad news? Yeah. And it, 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 I'm not, yes, I, I, I'm, I, that's probably about the simplest way to say it. I was like, it was ever a reading that you were, you were, you were experiencing. You're like, man, how do I say this without scaring the shit out of them or, or whatever? Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, you know, just because I have information mm-hmm. about someone, um, I have to be, discriminatory on how I choose to um, deliver the message because when I deliver challenging news, I want to be able to deliver news where I'm able to give them a resolution to their problems or situations. Sure. You know, so, and then there are times where when people ask me about their relationship, like if someone's not asking me about their relationship, but then all of a sudden I see their partner screwing around on them or, embezzling or whatever, I'm not going to share information with them if they're not asking me. Mm. If it's, you know, deep news like that, because I'm not God and I'm not right 100% of the times, but I am right most of the times. That's what I tell people. I give them hard news. If I give them hard news and I go, well, I got good news and I got bad news. I said, the good news is I'm not God. I'm not right 100% of the times. (laughs) I said, the bad news is I'm right most of the times. And so I, I tell I, I tell them, you know, if I find that their partner is screwing around on them or whatever, if they're asking me, all bets are I'm, I'm going for it. I'm going to okay. tell you exactly what I say. And it could be great news. It's not sure. all just bad news. But, right. Absolutely. But they'll ask me and I'll tell them what I see. You know, sometimes they think their partner's screwing around and they're not. It's just that the person's that insecure. They always assume that it mm-hmm. is. But yeah. when you're always assuming the worst from your partner, you are creating the energy to turn so, the other, to turn the partner off. Yeah. And like, it's a turn off. You're always accusing me of t- me doing something that I don't do. And other people say, well, if you're going to accuse me of it, I might as well at least get the pleasure of doing it. Right. If I'm being punished for it, I may as well do the if crime. I'm being punished for it. I might as well get the pleasure for it. Damn it. <laughs> right. No, I, I, for me, I think that would be the biggest struggle is sharing that news. But then to your point, you might be saying it, it may be good news to them. So it's all in the perspective and you would almost be doing them a disservice by not sharing it if they're asking, obviously. Right. Like I never tell people when they're going to die. You know, uh, it doesn't serve a p- positive purpose. Even if they ask me, oh, how long do I have to live? If you're not if you're not laying on your deathbed, that's the only time I'll mention it. If you're taking care of someone and they are on their deathbed, it's inevitable. They're in hospice or whatnot. Sure. Yeah. Then I'll tell them about what I feel, how long they have, whether it be days, weeks, or months or whatever. I'll explain that to them. Mm. Um, but if somebody, you know, or sometimes if I feel like the person's not going to live a long time, I'm not going to share it with them because, again, it's not healthy and it's not 
It doesn't right. serve a positive purpose. So I'm not going to. I'm going to be discriminatory. But on the most part, I would say 98, 99% of my readings are very inspirational. And, um, you know, I've told people things that they said, no way is that going to happen. You know, there's this one girl, um, I'm doing a reading for her, and she's about in her mid 30s. And I said to her, you're going to get a new puppy dog soon. And she goes, she looks at me with a beautiful smile. She goes, no. I go, you don't. I said, you don't, you didn't just get a dog or, or whatever. She goes, no, she goes, Art, let me stop you. She goes, I never owned a dog. I don't own a dog. And I never will own a dog because I own a beauty salon. And so I looked at her with conviction and I said, well, you're going to get a puppy dog. I see a beautiful brown puppy dog. You're going to absolutely fall in love. And she goes, yeah, whatever. One <laughs> month later, she was on Facebook holding her, her new puppy dog, showing it off. And all, even though she denied what I said. So sure. I, just because people deny what I say or people right. say, oh, I'm never going to get married again. I said, yeah, I see you getting married again and all because I see it. I see it. Now, not everything is written in stone sure. in the future. There, there are things that are written in cement. It's going to happen come hell to high water. But then there are things that are probabilities mm -hmm. that could happen, you know, right. and, um, you know, there, there's, it's like a spider web of choices. Mm -hmm. So if okay. people ask, so if people ask me about their relationship, and I say, well, if I see you go, if you do north, this is what's going to happen. If you do south, this is what's going to happen. If you mm -hmm. go east, this is what's going to happen. If you go west, this is what's going to happen. And they go, what? Well, what do you see me doing? I said, I just told you what to expect based on your choices. You make the choice. So I said, <laughs> I just. That's what I can tell you. I don't know what choice you're going to make because that's your free will. Now, there are certain things where, yeah, I, this is what is going to happen. So it all depends what the person's karma is or where they are in that point nice. of their life or within their relationship or whatever. So, but, um, you know, God gives everyone free will. Right. And God says, well, you have free, free reign. It's not, see, if it's within your will, then it's within God's will. It's not always just, well, if it's within God's will. Sure. You know, because God allows everything to happen, you know, and he loves you unconditionally. Right. So I, I strongly believe in my heart and soul that God is not a vengeful God. He is not a punishing God. Everything does have a cause and effect on mm -hmm. what you do. There's karma. Everything has a reaction to your actions, but it's not God punishing you. It's just a natural cause and effect. Right. So if you're really angry and you put and you and you put your fist through a window and you get all bloody cut up hand and arm. It's like, Oh my God, God's punishing me. I'm bleeding to death. They go, no, you jackass. You put your hand through a window. This is what's going to happen. You use that yourself. Yeah. But it's the same thing with your life and with your relationship and with your finances and with your health right. or whatever, you know, you want to smoke like a son of a bitch or you want to eat like really bad and you want to do, well, guess what? You know, you're, there is a, a price to pay. Some people for whatever reason, they got great genes they can eat whatever they want. They're going to be healthy and they're going to be thin. Yes. You know, uh, like, George like, Burns. <laughs> like, you know, George Burns, do you remember George Burns? The comedian? I do. Yeah. He lived to be over a hundred years old and he used to smoke cigars every day and he had a martini every day. Yep. And so during an interview, he was asked, he goes, so what do your doctors have to say to you of the fact that you're a hundred years old, you smoke cigars every day and you drink martinis every day? What do they say about that? He says, they don't say nothing. They're all dead. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. They all have right. nothing to say. <laughs>
So I have I have a question for you. You've been talking about readings, readings. Describe what a reading is like for someone or describe how you're going to go through it. If someone says, hey, I want you to do a reading, maybe at one of your arty parties or something like that. Is it touch a hand? I mean, I don't even know, right? How do you kind of roll through it? Uh, I know you said you do it just as well on the phone as you do at the arty party. Maybe there's obviously there's two different tactics as that. Yeah, there are people who come into my place privately one-on-one or I do parties at people's homes. Right. Um, so when I first started reading, I used to hold on to people's objects, uh, their keys, their jewelry. Okay. And then I would pick up their energy from that. And then once I had their keys or their jewelry in my hand, I'd run. No, I'm only kidding. Uh, <laughs> I take off like hell. <laughs> Pushing the, the remote. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No. Um, so I take off. What's that sound? I hear a car leaving uh, outside the house. Right. So uh, no, but that's how I used to read. I would hold their objects. Um, but now, but nowadays, for years, I don't hold their objects. I hold um, their. Um, I hold their hand. And I just get their energy. Um, and then there are times where I don't even hold their hand. I'll just start flipping cards. And then the image of the cards will throw off messages into my head. Like, I don't, even, I don't know what each individual card means, but as I'm flipping the cards, mm. it just the energy of the cards just throws images in my head. Sure. So you can give me a plain deck of cards or tarot cards makes a difference. And I'll shuffle the cards. Just the act of shuffling them gets me in this frame of mind mm -hmm. or when i just flip over the cards the act of flipping them over i get in this frame of mind and i just start to see things and um yeah it's pretty freaking accurate it's it's amazing uh, i i feel very blessed i'm like beyond words of description to uh, to show how grateful i am that i have this ability to it's be able a, to do what i do for people it's definitely a cool ass ability i i, I mean i, I I can't imagine what it would be like, right? Because I, uh, I think I'm pretty perceptive, but I think that's a whole nother level of perception is to be able to, to pick up on that. And maybe that's part of the thing. Maybe people have it and don't realize it, you know, because like you said, you went there with like uh, 50 other people and you didn't even realize you had it. And it, there it was. I and mean, it may have been laying dormant until you tapped into it. We, there may be more, more of us out there than they realize. Yeah. Uh, to be a psychic, it's all about blind faith. Mm. Uh, it's about truly having blind faith. And um, now, just because I say certain things to people, mm -hmm. uh, like I said, does it mean it's all going to come true? No. Right. Uh, are the probabilities there that they are going to come true? Yes. There are times where my gut or my visions are so strong, I know I'm right. I know I'm right. It's not even a debatable. You know, I know what the outcome is going to be, you know, and it's not just putting two and two together. It's about calling the shot. One of my favorite predictions, this was really, really cool, has nothing to do with life altering or anything. Okay. It was fun, nostalgic. It was really cool. So here I am. I'm married at the time. My daughter wanted to go to her high school football game. And um, so she wanted to be with her friends. So my wife and I, I thought we, she was going to sit with us, but she didn't. She ended up taking off and hanging out with a friend. I said, go ahead, have a good time. I don't care. So we were sitting in the bleachers and I'm looking at the two teams uh, who's about to play each other. And I said to my wife, I, and I said it out loud. I said, I feel like this is going to be a blowout. I said, I feel like the, the score is going to be like 42 to 13. So at the end of the half, the score was 28 to seven. 
So at the third quarter, that one of the teams scored, and it was 35 to 7. Hmm. Towards the end of the third quarter, the other team scored. It was 35 to 13. Oh. And he went to kick the extra point, and he shanked it. Oh. And it was 35 to 13. The fourth quarter begins, and about a third into the last quarter, a few minutes into the last quarter, the other team scored, and the score is 42 to 13. And I was praying that the score was just going to stay like that. And the team was driving down and driving down and driving down. And for whatever reason, they got stopped or they fumbled. And then at the end of the day, at the end of this game, the score was 42 to 13. And I freaked out and I like saw it play by play unfold 42 to 13. That was really cool for me. Not that it was life altering, but that was one of the coolest prediction I personally, I mean, Uh other than saving people's lives and stuff like that. Yeah. Let's be obvious. (laughs) No, that would have been really cool. That is super cool. So my wife at the time says to me, she goes, what's the big deal? She goes, you make predictions all the time that come true. I said, do you understand how hard it is to make an exact prediction of a situation that it's not like 10 to seven or, or, or 14 to 10? I said, this was a blowout and this was two extreme numbers right. for wild things to happen. Nice. And sure enough. And, and so lo and behold, she ended up my, my uh, second ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> You don't believe me? You're out of here. You're out of here. <laughs> You're not showing me faith. You're out of here. <laughs> All right. Let's see what we got going on here. So I know you've got the website, but if, if anyone wants to check out Artie Hoffman, they want to get a reading from you, maybe have an Artie party, where can they reach you at? If people wish to um, you know, get a private reading, whether it be over the phone or FaceTime, or if they want to come to Woodbridge, New Jersey, where I live, um, which is by Staten Island, New York. Um, you could call me at 732-778-7173. And I'll repeat it, 732-778-7173. Or you could email me, Hoffman at Gmail, A-R-T-I-E-H-O-F-F-M-A-N at Gmail. And yeah, and check out my website, artiehoffman.com. Um, I have lots of cool things. And I have two books that I wrote. One is called Angels and Answers, and that one explains about the depth of life, a lot of deep meanings with life. I go to a lot of deep topics, but I explain things extremely simplistically so everyone gets to understand. And I talk about angels and saints. Um, There's a lot of aha moments that people learn to understand about God, about themselves, about life. And um, people have said that that book has literally changed their life. And Mm. they actually consider my book like a Bible in the way that I wrote it. Uh, There's beautiful poetries. There's beautiful illustrations. Um, I'm very proud of that book. And the other book is called Have Your Angels Call My Angels. And a lot of that, those topics are about relationships, relationship within yourself, about giving yourself Mm self-respect, self-love. Um, also about learning to understand what it's like to be in a healthy relationship. Mm. Again, respecting yourself with your partner, with friends, with family members, and uh, again, having a relationship with God and uh, on a spiritual uh, aspect. And um, again, you're going to think that I wrote this book just for you. It's a lot of deep meaning, but I explain everything very simplistically. 
And you could just get that at artiehoffman.com or go to amazon.com. And uh, like I said, you will see a big difference when you read those books. And I promise you, you're going to love it. Um, I, I don't think I've ever had one person, not one, who's ever said that your book sucks. Not one. <laughs> nice. So well, I definitely made I, it I, different. I'm definitely going to make sure all those links are in here as well as that phone number so people can just click right through and connect with you. Now, you know, I have to ask before I let you go. Oh, wait, before you ask. Go ahead. I also do a Facebook live show. Oh, I do free readings on a Facebook live show every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern time. I do free readings for one hour. So people could type in their question and I'll answer their psychic question or I'll connect to a loved one who's passed away if their if their question is picked. I have an assistant, Mona Lisa, who reads random questions. She'll just pick randomly a question and um, I will answer the question. And um, yeah, so I do that for people every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern time. And it's called Angels and Answers, Artie Hoffman, Angels and Answers. And so that's the name of it. And I joke around a lot, you know, while I do the show besides be serious. Yeah, be and, fun. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because, uh, you know, girls will ask me, Artie, uh, how do you see me in the sense of, do you see me getting pregnant soon? And my response to them is, when you stop watching my show and you get in the bedroom, I said, your odds are going to go way up. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. <laughs> You're about to ask me one question. So I was going to say, I have to ask because I have Artie Hoffman, the man himself, on the microphone here. What kind of vibe you're getting for Tracy Brigman and the Dark Horse? Uh, wait, for Tracy or for the show, The Dark Horse? Uh, let's say, let's say for Tracy. Okay, you have to learn to be firm but fair. Hmm. All right. Now your disposition shows me that you're very soft. You know, you have a, you have a kind disposition, yada, 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 but you have to learn to stand up for your own convictions. If you want to get more out of life or more out of people, you have to be firm, but fair. Okay. And, um, at times I feel like you jump the gun on people and you'll turn people off and, um, people aren't fully understanding or respecting what you're trying to get across because the way you come across, but then at times with other people, you give too much of yourself away and you're too soft and you're too easy and you're taking advantage of, and you need to learn the art of balance as far as being consistent, as far as being respectful for yourself, being firm with the other people to let them know that you mean business, but at the same token, you're not out to take advantage of them, but yet I'm not going to get taken advantage either. You need to learn more of balance if you want to become happier and more successful, if that makes any sense. Actually, it does. Uh, and, and I'm going to have to leave it right there because that's a nugget that you can't top. Artie, I definitely appreciate you coming on and hanging out with us and, and dropping this knowledge. And like I said, we'll make sure we get these links in here so people can connect with you, give you a call, check out your books. I'm definitely going to be reading both of those books. And Thank you. uh, you'll probably be seeing me uh, peek in on one of your Facebook live shows so I can see you live and in, in action. Cool. Yeah, the, 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 the wisdom I want to leave everybody is this, is this phrase. Uh, there's two of them, actually. Okay. The love and respect that you give is the love and respect you deserve. So it's about loving yourself 
and honoring yourself while loving and, and respecting others. And one of my friends once said to me, when it comes to life art, it's all good in the end. And he goes, and if it's not good, then it's not the end. Ah, I like that. Artie, thanks so much, man. I definitely appreciate your time. It was a pleasure sharing time with you. Thank you, Trace. Thanks, Artie, man. All right, there you have it, my Dark Horse friends and family. Artie Hoffman dropping some intuitive, angelic bombs on us. What thoughts did you come away with? Here's a few I came away with. Thought number one, are you using your gift? I mean, Artie talked about stumbling upon um, this amazing gift he had later in life. I mean, he had his own business. He was married. Everything on the outside seemed like it was just moving along swimmingly. But he was unfulfilled on the inside. And Artie felt like this was, there was still more to, to him and to his life. And now Artie asked his God for help. You can ask whoever you like. God, Allah, Buddha, Mother Earth, right? And it seems like for Artie, he responded with a postcard to an intuitive boot camp, which, as you heard, changed Artie's life forever. Now, I want to dig deeper here on the next episode, on episode 217, on how to recognize your untapped gifts and abilities. Maybe they can change your life forever. Thought number two. Focus your offering on your gift with confidence. Artie asked himself at one point, what can I do to make some extra money? Now, this is after he found out about his gift, if you remember, right? And that's when he put that ad out in the newspaper, focused on his gift. And his confidence? Yeah. He went so bold as to say, if I don't pull through, no charge. And if you remember, about 90% uh, of the people responding to that ad Hate him. That, my friends, is focusing on your gift with confidence. Now, as you heard from from here, Artie's career just took off, right? Now, what I want to do here is I want to tether this to reality. Now, I've seen folks focus on a gift, a career path, or a niche for all the wrong reasons. Now, it wasn't the case in Artie, right? He was doing it for all the right reasons. But in Friday's episode, we're going to dive a, deep, a bit deeper into whether or not you're focusing on the right niche for the right reasons. And that's going to be in episode 218. Are you focused on the wrong niche in your business? Hmm? Yeah, thoughts to ponder. Thought number three, create a unique offering. I already started doing events that he called Artie Parties, where he could use his wonderful skills and his abilities in a group setting and still offer some one-on-one -on -one in the same setting. Now, this exposed him to a number of people all at once who could all see him and his skill firsthand. And then he could not only, not only see his skill, but then they could approach him easily and learn more about how they could hire him for themselves, either for one of their parties or in a one-on-one -on -one settings. His events, you could say, were actually paid advertising opportunities. However, he was the one getting paid, right? This week in the, in the Dark Horse uh, Tribe Facebook group, I'm going to go live and I'm going to share six things that you can do today to create ideas quickly. Tomorrow, one of these ideas could be your unique offering. It could be your arty party. Thought number four, turn your biggest critics into your biggest fan. Remember, already told that story of that woman who listened to him as he made his predictions for her and couldn't or, or perhaps wouldn't believe any of them. Now, over a short period of time, they began to come into her reality one after another. And as a result, 
of Artie just doing what he does and standing by what he saw and what he felt and believed was going to be true, she became one of his biggest fans. Now, I think we as entrepreneurs can learn from this because we as entrepreneurs and often the experts in whatever field we are in, in whatever, you know, delivering whatever results we deliver to our customers. And as those experts, we want to deliver those uh, those results to our customers, right? And so we have these plans and we have these processes and maybe we have maps and, you know, routines and, and ways to take the customer from point A to point B. I mean, that's what you're there for after all, right? That's what they paid you to do, isn't it? Right? That's what, yeah. Sometimes though, sometimes, and I've seen it too many times, we alter our best laid long-term plans in order to appease short-term client emotions. At that point, my friend, you're doing your client as well as yourself a huge disservice. And now just imagine if Artie could see, oh, she's not going to believe any of this. I think I need to tell her something she'll believe. Yeah, that would not be doing him, his skill set, or the woman listening any service at all, right? Not. He would be doing her a disservice. If you know and you truly are doing what you believe in and that your long-term plan is the best course of action for your client, then you damn well need to stand by it, right? You are the expert after all, aren't you? That is why they hired you, isn't it? Right? If you're going to be all wishy-washy and milk toast every time someone gets their feathers all in a, a ruffle, right? Just because they aren't seeing the results as fast as they want them, even though you probably told them that it's going to take longer than they anticipated. You told them that up front, didn't you? Yeah. I feel you nodding your head. Okay. Then perhaps, my friend, if that's what's going on, maybe you found the wrong client. Or you're in the wrong role in your business. Yeah? Okay? You need to have the internal fortitude to stand up for what you believe in inside yourself, for yourself, and for your client. Go back and listen to episode 213, Stand Up for What You Believe In. All right. Next week, like I mentioned, we have this amazing gentleman, Griff. Now, Griff is a former Army Ranger, combat veteran, executive producer of award-winning documentaries, and top 100 most influential veterans in America. And as I mentioned, oh, did I forget to mention? He co-founded Combat Flip Flops in Kabul, Afghanistan. You're definitely going to want to hear this gentleman's story. All right, now I know you want to keep getting all these valuable tips and these inspirational stories from the amazing guests I'm lucky enough to bring on this show. So please go on down there, hit that subscribe button. While you're there, yeah, go ahead and leave us a five-star rating. Write us some kind words in the reviews. Heck, I'll even take suggestions. I definitely will take your questions. I read each and every one of those reviews. And it sees subscribes, ratings, and reviews are your way of telling all those podcast platforms out there that you think this show is pretty damn awesome. So, be sure to go down there, hit that subscribe, leave the five-star rating, drop those kind words down there so those algorithms out there will lift us up and in the rankings so that we can reach more entrepreneurs just like you. And be sure not to keep all this entrepreneurial G-O-L-D all to yourself. Share this podcast with other entrepreneurs and business owners that you know will get value from it. Until next time, I'm going to leave you as I always do. Think successfully and take action. 
Thank you for listening to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out at www.darkhorseschooling.com. All right. My name is Tracy Brinkman.